0: Welcome to the next episode of Picture Perfect. I am your host, Bobby Gross. I feel like I say this every week. We have a big show this week. Not necessarily for the movie, but we have the special guest. The OG co-host on the Picture Perfect podcast. I've got the animal, Mike Batista, on the show this week. Mike, what is going on, my, my dude?
1: Nothing much. I did, I, the show is going uphill without me, so I guess something must have happened. You clearly
0: were just dragging me down uh, clearly. For, for those six, eight episodes we did.
1: It was at least eight. I, I sweated. I, I, we, I nearly oh, died in your house many times.
0: Yeah. So the way we did it, because back then we didn't have the video form. We didn't have this. It was just audio. And what would happen was, uh, you know, you live the next town over for me at that time, and I would pick you up. We'd go to the AMC because we got the A-list gimmick, yes, we and um, we'd go watch a movie. Come back to the uh, to the apartment with no air conditioning. Um, we, couldn't,
1: we couldn't have any audio in the background, so no air conditioning. We, no conditioning. we had
0: that shitty ceiling fan above the kitchen, the uh, dining room table. We'd record there. And sweat our balls off for an hour, hour and a half.
1: <laughs> the best part was, I would then do. I would have like work afterwards sometimes, and I could hear and just like my bones creaking because uh-huh. I was just sitting there like stiff, sweating my balls off, like as you say. Yeah, we, we like sit in the same.
0: The we just sit there for all those hours. Then we get up. We're all old. We have like Charlie horses and and stuff, and it's it, bad. it was it wasn't a good time. But now, Mike, because technology uh, we have technology uh we're here to do it digitally um hmm. i don't have to share a room with you which is nice um yeah. but I, I i did mention this last week I, I i recounted our experience last week watching uh f9 the fast saga uh mike mike had and i i did i did complete the movie i'm curious mike did, did you ever finish that movie no <laughs> you didn't finish I'm going that. to
1: eventually but i just I didn't <laughs> I just couldn't because I was I had no desire to at, at that current moment. I was like I was in fast nine mode in the theater.
0: Oh, I great. To- having out. a great time. We were crushing those pretzels, Mike.
1: H- crushing those pretzels pretzels. And then it's uh, <laughs> and you have the guy behind us yelling that it's American, a third world country. You can't have theaters turn off like this.
0: Yeah, that was fun. And and then the QAnon guy with the QAnon uh, T-shirt, he oh, yes. was there. It was a packed house, um, good, and, yeah. and we struggled. We didn't know what to do. We were, like, lost for 20 I, minutes.
1: And I want to just put this on record is that I wanted to go onto the customer service queue, and my dad agrees with me that I sh- we well, should that's have stayed low. on that that's queue. Low. We should have stayed on that queue and gotten some sort of vouchers for food.
0: <sighs> is there such a thing, though? Like, yes. I mean – we, we, I, I, and I don't know if they do this. I think it might've expired. I, I heard rumblings that they're not doing this anymore. It's expired June 30th. But what I would do most of the time, Mike, you know, this, you go to eBay and I don't know how these people get all of these coupons, but there would be uh, uh, popcorn and drink coupons on eBay for AMC for like $3 each. Now, yeah. if you go, if you go to the theater, and you get the number one combo whatever the hell it is it's what probably like 12 13 14 bucks
1: yeah like upper teens yeah
0: so i I guess that would be the voucher that they would give but i mean because we both used our a-list there would be no point in getting a refund because it would just make it would just cancel the reservation and that but. was
1: stupid. I was like, you know what? Why why don't we just stand online and see if we can get some food? I'm not going to be a Karen, but hey, I can totally just go. You're going to be a Batista, you- though. I'm going to be a Batista going, excuse me, what does it say at the beginning of that movie? A special thanks to our A-list member. What am I right here? What does it say right here? Oh, it says I'm an A-list member. So where's my thanks? Where's my special thanks? I can't get money back. Why don't you give me some like free chicken strips or something?
0: Well, most of that menu, they they weren't even in stock.
1: I know. Like we went there and then half of the things. They'd give me a coupon for chicken strips and the chicken strips wouldn't be in stock until it's expired.
0: Well, you know, it's more valuable than uh, chicken strips. Mike is your time. And that's what really counts. Uh, Oh, yeah. And maybe that's time that you might not uh, get back from watching the Tomorrow War. Um, We'll get into that shortly. But uh, we're, we're just going to jump into, you know, what you've been watching lately. Uh, there's a weekly segment we go through uh, with the guests, see what they've been watching, movies, television, anything like that. Uh, so, Mike, I know you've been uh, watching Rick and Morty, the new season of that. Tell me about it.
1: Well, I did. I have been watching that on a week by week basis. Uh, I don't remember if there was an episode yesterday because of the 4th of July. Uh, I'll just check up on that. But it's been two episodes so far. Uh very meta so far, I'd say
0: As I usual.
1: Yeah, but I guess in a way that... I don't know. I, it, it's this thing, you're five seasons in, and kind of, uh, you know what you're getting at this point. It's not like a... Spe- you When you when I used to watch a show, it's like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do this week. And kind of, I guess maybe because it's five seasons in, you know like it's going to be something like this, and they just right. do it in different ways.
0: Yeah, they're not going to change they'll change the story every week, but the formula itself is going to stay the same.
1: Yeah. You're, I guess you were waiting for episodes. That, I guess I'm waiting for an episode. That's like lore heavy. If that's a mm-hmm. word for it, because you get those once in a while where it like del- delves deeply into like the stuff that's going on. And it's not just a episode by episode thing. So right, right now I'm waiting for that. Uh, but, f- but for the most part, it's been okay. Uh, the first episode was, uh had a guest star in, I forget who, but it was, um, it was a continue. it was a pretty good side story with uh right. sort of time travel interdimensional with time traveling a little bit. Uh, kind, you know, what? kind of the same sort of thing of uh Tomorrow War, where you go into a portal and, t- and it's a whole different sort of uh, you go into a portal and there's a whole enemy on the other side, it's like in the future or in right. the past, really. Oh, okay. Different. Um, besides that, Psychiatric beside and Morty, uh, I did well, watch Luca. Oh, okay.
0: Ahead. No, I was just gonna say what season is Rick and Morty on now? Because right. it's on five. Because I five. watched I watched one to three. And I I mean at that time when three came out, because also we were waiting longer there was a longer duration between seasons. Right. And then adult swim. And then uh, Dan Harmon made an agreement that what is it like at least one season a year, but then they made like an overall deal for like eight more seasons, something like that. Do you remember this?
1: I remember this. I think it's that it's a lot of seasons, but they're going, they've had such a long break between that. They now have like a bunch of stuff, like already on the works. So it's, I don't know if it's one per year, but the season duration is getting shorter. They did say that
0: it, they're they're coming out faster. Yes. Um but yeah. I remember season three. You know that was still in the time where it wasn't coming out super fast, and yeah. uh, you know there was that whole uh, disaster with the Szechuan sauce, That's and you know all of the the fanboys going after oh this show's too smart for you you don't get it and all that you need a
1: high iq yeah
0: you need a high iq to watch the show um that's kind of when i fell off like i i enjoyed the show but for whatever reason i just don't have the urge to go back and watch the newer seasons i don't know why that
1: is well i I think it kind of goes into the fact that the show became a meme uh, yeah and it just it kind of, I think that kind of goes into like what I said before about how you know what you're getting with the show now. Like when you first watched the show, it was like, it was a whole I don't want to say experience so that makes it sound kind of. Douchey, it was but... a
0: cultural phenomenon. Like yeah, it was yeah. everywhere.
1: Yeah, and then it became a meme with the guy jumping on the couch going, "I want the Szechuan sauce," and just all the terrible stuff that came with that. Um, but at the end of the day, the show's just. The show's still pretty good. It's just, you know, you, everything around it kind of soured it for some people. And I totally, like, I, I experienced that too.
0: Now, is it filling the BoJack Horseman size hole in your heart, Mike? Mm-hmm. Or is it just one that is just going to be there with you forever?
1: That's going to be there for a while. I don't I don't think anything's going to f- fill in that hole. Um, not even Tuka and Birdie, which is now airing on Adult Swim uh from one of the creator or one of the people from that show but that 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 show as a whole that show was another experience but it didn't get as much traction as rick and morty
0: are you watching that one too is uh, because i'm assuming that would be like a block it would be rick and morty and and birdie or is that not the case
1: um it's it is a block i am not watching and birdie consistent i watched like the first new episode i was like this show still isn't for me, but I'm glad it exists.
0: Yeah, because it was at Netflix for the first season. And then from what I remember, they canceled it. And one of the reasons why was because they unionized and yes. Netflix didn't want to deal with the union, which is kind of... Was it canceled before the last season of BoJack or did or was that like the first show? It was
1: technically canceled before the last season. So the thing is that BoJack didn't get canceled, but they told BoJack... The BoJack team, we're not going to renew you for a fifth season. Get what you have to get done, done. Uh, But they canceled Tuka and Birdie, so BoJack Horseman got to finish its thing, while Tuka and Birdie was like, "You had your season, you're done." Yeah. Uh,
0: Which I mean, listen, it seems like every week Netflix is canceling something, so it's not surprising. But I, I would say that that might be like one of the first times that Netflix has canceled a show, and then it comes back elsewhere. Because typically, what happens is, uh, you know, a net a network t- show like I know the show Manifest is like the number one show on Netflix right now. It was on NBC for a couple seasons, uh, just got canceled. It's on; it's number one on Netflix. It's been on there for like three weeks now, and the reports came out that Netflix wasn't interested in picking it up for a third season. So I find it interesting that a Netflix show now. Now that it's a possibility that a Netflix show. Uh, can be canceled and then get picked up elsewhere because for so many years we saw the opposite
1: well there's also the version of well the bojack team especially i don't know what that studio is called i forget but uh the first season of bojack horseman was put on comedy central for a while in syndication uh i remember i think it was last year Like the, the last time south park was on the air normally mm-hmm. uh it used to be like new south park then followed by like bojack horseman first time on tv uh, so I think that studio in particular was making content and hoping that it was, it could go out to syndication later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had that possibility. So to, so this is kind of like that next step of it.
0: Anything else you've been watching, Mike, uh, besides uh, Aroldis Chapman sucking and um, blowing yeah. the game against uh, my New York Mets yesterday?
1: Look, look uh, Before I get into the last thing I watched, I will say this. Uh, that game, that that game, that Fourth of July game, like two o'clock, that the, the makeup game. My father was at the game. I text him as soon as Chapman comes in, uh, as warming up, and I go, "Oh God, it's Chapman!" And my father goes, "I know. I've been worried for like I've been worried for two innings because he was like <laughs> warming up and right. first batter, pat, like just tie game, and it was over from there. It was I I just I can't stand this dude." I can't and I'm like one of the few Yankee fans who's been on the anti uh, Chapman train for like years and people go you're just spoiled because you had Mariano Rivera and I go you're partially right but if I have a reliever on my team and my first thought is oh god that's not a good reliever
0: yeah well I think it might also just be a Mets thing because I remember a few years ago uh me and Allie went to a Subway Series game at Yankee Stadium and Chapman came in. I think uh, the Mets were down three runs or something like that, and he gave up two runs and somehow uh, escaped with the save. But it was just funny because, uh, like, almost immediately after the game uh, this past week, uh, they announced that this Chapman made the All Star game, and the Yankee Twitter did not mention it. Every when all those selections came out. All the teams put out like, hey, this guy made the team. And it was Garrett Cole and Araldis Chapman who both played that day and lost the game for them, didn't tweet anything out. I thought that was hilarious. But, you know, it's obviously also- lo- years-long pain of being a Yankee fan, right, Mike? Give me a
1: break. Okay, listen. Listen here, all right? you This say isn't a sports
0: you- podcast, but come on. It's
1: not. It's not. But I will say this. I was also at the Royals game where he blew the lead and we had to win him like in the bottom of the ninth inning. And I'll just also say that it's you it's always great when you say, oh, the year's long pain the year's long pain to be a Yankee fan when I was bo- like I was a child when they had their late 90s dynasty. I had 2009. I'm very happy about 2009. All right? So like, whoopee. Every year besides that, we get so close, then we don't do it. So, like, uh-huh. give me a break.
0: Poor, poor Yankee. They don't win the World Series every year, but they make the playoffs. We October the, baseball. We lost, we lost
1: to three cheaters. We lost to three God. years in a row to cheaters. So that's all that matters. All right. L- oh, and also anything else you've been
0: watching, Mike, for Luca. the love of God? Luca. Tell me about that, because we uh, if you guys missed the episode a couple weeks ago, uh, myself and Chance Ellison of the movie Trevor Schmodown, <laughs> we talked about Luca. I was lukewarm on it. Chance liked it. Where do you fall in it, Mike?
1: Uh, I like it, but I will also, I totally think it's like a lukewarm movie. I just think it's very charming.
0: It has a charm to it, but I, I mean, I'm not going to go into everything because, you, you know, to. you guys can just watch the episode or listen to it. Um It's just it didn't have the emotional weight of a regular Pixar movie for me. And I'm not trying to say that every Pixar movie has to rip my heart out and stop on it. Not saying that, but there was never one time in the movie that I felt so connected, so locked into it that, you know, when things do take a turn and something does happen at the end that tries to evoke motion, emotion, I should say, out of you, it just kind of fell flat for me. Um, but the, it's definitely one that you could like put on and watch. I mean, it's watchable. It's just not one of the greats.
1: I know you're totally right. I, I think there's two things about this movie that stick out and then we can move on. Is that I said this to you previously that it feels very three act structure to this point that I kind of felt like you could split the movie up into like 30 minute bites, hit credits and then do like uh, next time on Luca He goes Mm -hmm. to the town or like next time on Luca, will he win the race? It just, it's, it's so cut up that it feels like you it's different parts of the story and you don't, it's not smooth. It's like dips. Uh, And the other thing is that the only reason I'm kind of more charmed about this is like parts of it kind of remind me of like stuff I used to do with my grandfather. I guess maybe it kind of reminds me of like stuff in my family. Uh, Another thing is that also, and I'll say this, After Pixar had a long stretch of sequels, so having this in Soul kind of just shows that there was no doubt that they weren't able to, but it's nice that they're still able to come up with original ideas, both one that's a bit more of a mature idea and then one that's very kid's. You know?
0: right i I tend to agree so more so because I just found elements of better movies in Luca um I mean listen nothing is original anymore everything's been done mm-hmm. uh but it just yeah it, it didn't work for me and if you guys want to hear my full thoughts about it go back to the um Luca episode from a few weeks ago yeah you should I I know you really tuned in for that one mike you didn't even know the format of the show. You bastard. Uh anyway, uh what I've been watching this. Sorry, I'm giving
1: you my time.
0: Which we've established is very, very valuable. I I I I respect your decision to come on to the show. (laughs) Um so Mike, I don't know if you know this, but this past weekend of movies was crazy. Um, every it seemed like every streaming service had a movie it seemed like there was four new movies in the theaters. I'm just going to run down the list of new release movies that came out this past uh, July 4th weekend. Okay. So we had uh, the forever purge, which is the fifth movie in the purge franchise. Um, I haven't seen any of those movies, but you know, it's probably one I'll get to eventually they seem like, you know, hokey enough movies. You had that. Uh, You had Summer of Soul, which I was actually trying to watch before recording this. It's um, basically about this um, black music festival in the 60s that there was like no footage of for 50 years, something like that, uh, directed by Questlove. It's a documentary available on Hulu, and I was going to try to go to the theater. Didn't make it, so I'll probably just have to watch it on uh, Hulu. You had that uh yeah on HBO Max which is one of the movies I'll talk about uh, no sudden move which is a the new Steven Soderbergh movie I'll get to that in a second um you also had two movies on Netflix you had America the motion picture I believe it's called it's like an animated movie Mike it's supposed to be a comedy Channing Tatum voices George Washington but it's like a violent cartoon movie I don't know I I kind of heard mixed things about it you had that you had another movie that i watched fear fear street part one 1994 i'll talk about that in a minute um and then a couple other movies you had all in one weekend mike like this is it's unbelievable um you had the boss baby family business i know you're all in on that boss baby mike well, if you want to take a second to talk about your love for the franchise
1: I, you know what Why well, you should keep going with the list man i, I could just talk for hours
0: you you had uh so that that one is interesting though because it came out in theaters and on peacock so it's available for free on peacock it's kind of like the hbo max model you had that then you had uh our main topic today our main review the tomorrow war on amazon and then you had uh, a movie called zola uh in theaters It it was smaller that was like the smaller independent movie of the week but i mean there was like a movie for everybody in this weekend. You had your horror, you had your action, you had your comedy, you had your animated, your kids movie, you had your indie. Like it was crazy. And the box office did super well with those movies with f F nine still going strong with a quiet place going strong. Um, But I did watch Zola fear street and no sudden move. I'm not going to talk about each one separately, Um, just broad thoughts about it. Zola based on this famous Twitter thread, Mike, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, from a few years ago, there was this big Twitter thread about this woman who met this, uh, other, I guess, uh, stripper who they met things escalated. And this movie is wild. Um, it's kind of like a mix of spring breakers and uncut gems, uh, it's also put out by A24, so it makes a lot of sense. It's very, it's a very A24 movie. I would recommend that one, uh, Fear Street Part One, 1994 on Netflix. That was a good one. Uh, solid horror movie. Doesn't like do anything super crazy with the genre. It pays homages to like The Shining and Scream and all that. But what's interesting about this one, Mike, is it's the first in a trilogy of movies coming out on Netflix. And this trilogy is actually being released uh, one movie at a time every week for the next two weeks. So this past week was 1994. The next one is uh, Fear Street 1978. And then the next one, the third one in the finale is I want to say in the fifties or something like that, but it's three movies in three weeks, which I don't think has ever been done before.
1: That's crazy. That's, that's why
0: it is. It's super innovative and coming from Netflix because, you know, a lot of times these Netflix movies come and go. Um, you know, it drops one weekend and, you know, people talk about it for a couple of days, whether it's a, a movie or a TV show. And then it's gone. Right but Netflix putting out three movies. So you have at least three weeks of buzz around these movies. It's super smart. I really like what they're doing here. And it's a, it's a, I mean, if you're a horror fan, you're going to like the movie. It's super solid. Um, I don't know if you would be interested in it though, Mike, because you're a big scaredy cat.
1: I have a question though. Yes. When you three movies in three weeks, my first thought is, is this like a bloom house production where the budget is super low?
0: Um, I would have, let me, let me look up the budget. Uh, I, it didn't seem like it was super low. It's it, it's definitely like, it's, it's a small movie. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's made on a cheap, like a Blumhouse movie where you make it for a million dollars and it grosses 70 million. Um, but it's, it's, it's a smaller movie. I can't find the financials on it but it was actually these these films are based on a series of books from rl stein um which is interesting
1: okay i think i remember hearing about these then okay i remember there was an rl stein book uh getting published into a movie so i guess this was it Um, yeah i'm not familiar with the
0: the series though of books
1: i did not know i read a couple besides goosebumps i don't know which ones are like i'm not sure about these the way i'm seeing is that i can understand the the appeal and also just the production advantages doing three movies like that, because if it's a similar story and they're all connected, you just do like one, you can do long shoots. But the way I'm seeing it is that if there's such different time periods, you can't reuse sets. You can't reuse a bunch of stuff. So right, that's I this know, one. I, I would like, really like to see the budgets for these, like you, when, when it's all for sure. done. Like,
0: I, I think it'll come. It'll, it'll definitely come out because I mean, We'll get into it later, but the Tomorrow War cost $200 million, um, which is a whole other thing. But yeah, that that one was super good or not super good, but it it was a very interesting, solid horror movie. This next one, though, this week, uh, 1978, I believe, is is the year. Um, Looks even better. So I'm going to watch this. And then uh, next week, I'll give you guys my thoughts about the second in the Fear Street uh, trilogy, I guess. And then the other one that I saw from this weekend was No Sudden Move, which is the second in Steven Soderbergh's exclusive deal with HBO Max. Um, Steven Soderbergh, director of the Oceans trilogy, Traffic, he did uh, Logan Lucky. He's done a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, I find him to be like consistent. I don't love his movies, but they're always pretty good uh oceans 13 is a complete abomination uh let's erase that from history but no sudden move is kind of like a crime mystery movie it takes a lot of twists a lot of turns uh it's it's very good i enjoyed it benicio del toro don cheadle i mean the cast is unbelievable he gets so many people david harbour john Hamm, Brandon frazier mike is in this um so many good good people in this it's it's a really uh fun time it's an hour and a half which is nice i wish again uh, speaking of the the tomorrow war i wish that was an hour and a half um it was was a breezy Uh, hour and a half for no sudden move i would definitely recommend that one
1: real quick about um about no sudden move yeah wasn't um what did he wasn't craig grant in that movie before he died
0: craig grant
1: um he was in birdman and um and uh i'm trying to think of like other things he's in that you know um
0: i've never even heard of craig grant
1: i think he was he was he was an, of course he's an actor uh he was in a couple of video games that i that i knew and apparently
0: was, it's his final appearance but okay. I, I don't know who, who tell me about craig grant mike
1: so He's not like it's not like I know a super lot about him but I know for a fact that in a lot of the shows I watch a lot of movies I watch he just kind of appeared so like he was in Gta 4 as like a voice as like a, one of the main characters oh okay uh and then he returned and then he was also in the sopranos and then also uh birdman but he was I'm sure if I thing- saw him
0: I would I would recognize him He's, he might just be one of those Those guys that you see him in a lot of things, but you just don't know exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, but I know I knew he was in it, I knew Brennan Fraser was in it, and I knew uh, Don Cheadle's like the star of the right. right? It's it's pretty much
0: his and Benicio del Toro's movie, I would say.
1: Okay, so Brennan Brennan Fraser doesn't do much.
0: No, I mean, he's in a good amount, and uh, your boy Ray Liotta is in it. Um, I'm telling you, like, this this cast is. Incredible, and uh, listen, it's not, it didn't blow me away, but it was definitely a good time. Um, it gets a little bit ridiculous at the end, and I I wish I could, I I don't want to spoil it, but someone shows up, and I'm like, this is just what he's doing these days. I'll have to tell you off air, Mike, but um, no center move, I, I would say, is probably. It's it's between Zola and No sudden move as my favorites of the weekends. Um, uh, the Tomorrow War at the bottom, uh, but yeah, I would say. Proud
1: of you for seeing that much stuff.
0: Yeah, I, it was just stacked, unbelievably stacked. I can't remember the last time there was so many new movies coming out all at once. It's great. Uh, you know no, it's
1: with, because this is like a big holiday and people are like actually able to go outside most states They're like uh oh, put it out now put it out now. yeah
0: and a lot of the movies were also available on the streaming services so you didn't even have to go out which yeah. was great um That's but yeah all, all these movies were you know ranged from pretty good to you know i would definitely watch that again um except the tomorrow war mike so let's just jump let's, let's jump into, into it, it. um like, like we do every week, though. Non-spoiler. We're going to start off with those uh, and then jump into spoilers. We'll leave the timestamps in the description. And, Mike, I think we made a mistake here. You know, I just re- I just went over pretty much every single movie that came out this weekend. And I'm not sure we could have picked a worse one to watch.
1: No, we, we could have picked Boss Baby. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, it probably was much shorter than this one. So this movie, at least right. that had it going for it.
1: When I saw the timestamp of like two hours and 38 minutes, and I, I knew that like some of that's credits, but I'm like, but I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. What what are you talking about here? <laughs> that's that's too much for an action movie.
0: Yeah, so um before we get into our thoughts about this, some background on the movie. This was actually made by Paramount. And, uh, like we mentioned before, $200 million budget, no IP behind it, nothing. So this was going to be like one of their biggest tent poles to come out this summer. Um, you know, alongside a quiet place part two and, you know, COVID hit and they actually sold it to Amazon. So Amazon has been sitting on this for probably like a year um and most of the time what paramount does if they sell their movies to another streaming service they sell it to netflix um netflix has picked up that uh cloverfield movie the clover P- cloverfield paradox there was the lovebirds which was a comedy last year with uh kumail nanjiani and Issa ray that went to netflix that was made by paramount so and then also the newest spongebob movie was uh, sold to a streaming service. So I guess it's one of these things where, you know, if Paramount is not exactly confident with what they have, they'll just sell it to another distributor. And I'll just say this. If this came out in the theater, I'm, I wouldn't say I would have walked out, but it was definitely very... um it was good that I was able to check my phone during this at home. Because Mike, like you said, this is an extremely long movie for no reason. No and yet. there there's like an easy 30 40 minutes that you can cut out of this movie. And I think we'll we'll get to it in spoilers. I don't want to give it away.
1: I'm curious what you think that 30 40 minutes is. Um it, <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Mike, take it away. I, right. I mean, so just... I can
1: tell you. So my thought process in <laughs> um my first, this movie had me hooked immediately because they were like I, I'll talk about like the first ten minutes, like because I don't I don't think that counts as spoilers because like there's no real plot there. Yeah, the first ten minutes are the first shot of the movie is Chris Pratt falling, and I immediately think of the Predators like. Adrian Brody movie um uh, mm-hmm. with them parachuting in the forest and then guess what so, um people some people die in that fall and i'm like this is okay this is predators and then it cuts to 2022 <laughs> and what's and what's on tv but the world cup final yeah, at, at Christmas time, which is technically accurate because the World Cup twenty twenty two is going to be on Christmas, ex- is going to be in the winter. But they're wrong because the World Cup final in twenty twenty two is going to be on November twenty first, not December twenty fifth. So I hope someone got fired for that. Uh, oh, bad
0: continuity bad, error.
1: Bad continuity. Uh, so immediately my brain's just kind of going like, "What is okay?" And then, and then I actually I actually had to watch the movie. Uh, and that's when things kind of went downhill. Uh, because this movie has no idea what it wants to be. Uh, this movie wants to be a mix of Edge of Tomorrow and Ant-Man. Because and, I was getting so much Paul Rudd out of Chris Pratt. I was getting so much like Paul Rudd mannerisms. I just want to be a good dad. Like family man. Uh, yeah. I got to do this and but then you also have the edge of tomorrow thing with the uh with the overwhelming force we got like humanity's almost extinct and well i mean you disagree on ant man but i really like but i think it's a fine movie it's like i think it's a good movie and i think edge of tomorrow is a really good movie oh yeah so, i love
0: edge of tomorrow
1: but when they combine they, they took like it bits and pieces of this smushed it together. And now this movie just isn't sure which route it wants to go. And there are parts where I was like asking questions about the plot. And sometimes they answered it like five minutes later. And sometimes they didn't. And (laughs) I, there's a whole subsection of the plot where I'm just yelling to the screen. You don't need to worry about this. Chris Pratt, just forget about it and it'll all be fine. But no, the movie's trying to make you feel emotionally invested when time travel's involved, and it doesn't matter.
0: Are are you in on Chris Pratt Mike? Where are you at with him?
1: I think he's fine. I'm okay. I I think that he does a certain type of character very well. Mm-hmm. Um which it's your office. It's your Guardians of the Galaxy. It's your Parks and uh, Recreation say again parks and rec Par- sorry yes sorry parks and Rec. how your garden dare center. you I how
0: listen. dare you
1: wow my my personality type is watching the office and parks and rec what do i do uh but he's that kind of guy where he's either all stupid and funny or he's funny but can be serious And in this movie, it seems like he was trying to be serious, but then there were just parts where there was like comedy stupidly interjected.
0: He is extremely miscast in this movie. Yes. Because I'm not a Chris Pratt guy like at all. I I enjoy him in the Guardians movies. Um, Parks and Rec wasn't my favorite show, but I liked him on there. So when he's a goofball, I get it. Um, but he's awful at acting. I don't know if you know this, Mike. He is a bad actor. And when he's in this movie as the main guy, right? Like this, because this is a super serious movie. They, they, they There's not that much comedy. There's one character that's the comic relief. I but disagree. otherwise, see, I didn't like Sam Richardson, who was from Veep. Um, he becomes like a friend to Chris Pratt in this movie, he's the comedy relief. But other than that, this movie takes itself so seriously. Um, and Chris Pratt is forced into acting, like actually acting instead of just being an idiot, that it just comes off so unintentionally funny. He, I mean, it's it is Razzie nominated a uh, role bad. He, I, I could not believe it. And listen, Hollywood is going to keep doing this, right? They love Chris Pratt and Chris Pratt probably loves himself too. Um, <laughs> because that's, I, I, he, he thinks he's a leading man because cl- when he took this part, I mean, it, it's a $200 million budget, so I'm sure he was paid handsomely for it, yeah. but I'm sure he wanted this type of role too, because, He wants to break the mold of being the goofball, being the idiot. And in doing so, he played himself uh, because he is flat out unwatchable in this movie.
1: Can you just clear something up real quick? You said you're not a Chris Pratt guy. You don't actively avoid Chris Pratt, though. Like, he's not at that level for you.
0: I find him annoying most of the time. Like, I'm going to watch his stuff if, if I have to. Right, like I, I was kind of interested in this one because I mean, and that's probably, like I said, one of the reasons why he took this part. This is a, a role that he's never played before. Uh, which was with Jennifer Lawrence, I'm gonna assume that was kind of a serious movie, so maybe that was the first role he had that was like, oh, I'm gonna play this super straight, but this did not work for me.
1: Zero Dark 30,
0: um. Maybe. He was in a war movie. I don't like, like that movie, so
1: i um, let me just double check real quick. Uh,
0: I don't think he was. Oh, yes, he was. Yes, he was.
1: He was uh, like, yeah. so but he wasn't the leading guy, he was just like one right. of the SEAL team six members. Because, right. like, the way you just said, he's never he he has done stuff where he's not the like comedy guy, but he's never been the front-facing non-comedy guy. He's
0: like the most like he's front and center, super serious, everybody is uh he, he's the straight man like that very yeah. rarely happens yeah and it's not a role that he succeeded in with this movie like he's been in other stuff where he's not exactly funny um but he plays this so serious because he's like ex-military and you know he's trying to be a family man <laughs> I, I mean this is like a Liam Neeson movie. If this was made twenty five years ago, this is a part Liam Neeson would take, or something like that. Uh, or you know, if Stallone really wanted to to do this movie, the, the, I don't. I don't understand the Chris Pratt casting in this one, honestly, because he is bad, bad. I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't help that this movie is so convoluted. I at, at some point I just gave up. I was like, I don't understand what in God's name is going on right now. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> because it takes itself super seriously, they try to give you scene after scene of exposition, trying to explain the science, this and that. And it's also a time travel movie. So that makes things more complicated because time travel itself doesn't really make sense because it mess- it's timeline things and everything like that. I mean, there, there's a point, and like you said, within like the first 10 minutes during that soccer game where everything starts going to hell and this woman comes and she's from the future, but she's pleading for help, which if you're from the future and you're pleading for help, clearly that help didn't come because then you wouldn't be asking for help going back 30 years to that same time where you would ask for help so So it's
1: stupid things that like
0: did you understand anything that was going on with the time travel or the science behind this stuff
1: yeah i i think
0: or am i just an idiot i mean that's entirely possible too
1: i think i did but i also have no life um (laughs) the thing is the thing is First off, the other thing about that soccer game was that I think they put Scotland in the World Cup final. Which Here he goes is again. Completely not happening. Uh, but the, <laughs> <laughs> it was Brazil versus Scotland. How do I not say something? Um, but the thing is, I think I understood parts of it because they're within the first five, like when, when they start talking about time travel, the whole thing is you. Ha- uh, the whole like we need your help and the whole world says your goal like we are now doing a draft
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: go okay your draft is seven days and if you make and like you once you once seven days is up once the clock is up you will be returned home uh and it's like a very low chance of coming home but right. the thing is my first i think they was, said 20%
0: 20 percent of people 30, died yeah so 80 yeah. percent chance of survival but that's a lot of people that were getting killed
1: Yeah, there's, um, and also, side tangent, there was a part early on where they're first doing the, like, physical part, and they go, if, uh, why, um, you have a daughter, Uh, the the people are asking, you have a daughter, Uh, where, if you die, your family will get a million dollars, and I'm like, hold on, hold on, there is a 70% mortality rate, and people are just getting millions of dollars, where's the inflation?" That doesn't I don't know. make any sense. And well, like, it's it's
0: 2022 money, Mike. So it's only a year off.
1: It's Biden bucks. Uh, I guess so. But like, it, that made no sense to me. But of course, I'm thinking this is a stupid summer movie. They probably don't, They probably go big money. You, you get big money if you're, fa- if you're family, if you die. My family, my, my daughter, because you get a million dollars. Oh, baby. Uh, so they're just putting that in your head. Uh, but the other thing is that, okay, you're drafted. You have to spend seven days in the future and they come back. And my first thought was, wait, do you spend seven days in the future? And then you come back and wait. So it's like seven days in and seven days out. And then immediately they go, Someone asks, why can't we just do that? And they go, well, it's held together by a shoestring and gum. We can't do it. I'm like, okay, we, we we do time travel, but we have to make it. But because time travel has been done so much, we can't, we have to in our way. So we can't mm-hmm. just do like, it's literally the Paul <laughs> R- Paul Rudd moment of why can't we just kill baby Thanos uh, because reasons like that th- you find a way. I love it when you're in a writer's room and you have to find a way why you can't just fix the problem.
0: <laughs> well, I-, I guess it was this- the same writers who came up with the uh, explanation as to why Han came back from the dead in the Fast uh, 9 movie, which was none. There was no explanation. Uh, as much family. as they tried to, there was the yeah, family. Um, I, not everything, I will say this. Not everything was bad in this movie. Oh, a couple Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. There's
1: one more thing, and I need to say this right now. That opening shot, it was set in 2022 at Christmas. There was a child Gondom style dancing. That I did no notice th- that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: Mike, Gangnam Style is coming back next year. Did you nine, not get like, the memo?
1: That's a nine-year-old doing Gangnam Style in 2022. <laughs> what is this? That made no sense. It was like... like <laughs> nobody, <laughs> I should, I had to pause the movie because I couldn't stop laughing.
0: Uh, yeah, that, uh, that, was a, that was a highlight, Mike, for sure. I was, was just going to mention that. The Gangnam Style highlight for me. Yeah. Um, But also, listen, I mean, as stupid as the story is, and it's very stupid, this movie is incredibly stupid. um, It actually looks pretty good. Uh, For $200 million, it better look good, but it actually Mm. did look pretty good. Um, I like the creature design. The creature design was pretty... I mean, it it was a mix of monsters that we've seen before, and you can definitely tell uh, that Paramount put this out because it looked a little bit similar to a quiet place monsters but then there's you know other monsters that we've seen before it's like a combination of that I, I thought they looked pretty good
1: do you remember what the name of the monsters were
0: uh the oh god what something claws is it something claws no nails no um it's something with the fingers isn't it it's like uh it's spikes Spikes, yes. But there's something I, before that word. Wonder wonder Spikes. No, that's not it. Uh, White Spikes. White Spikes. Yeah, there
1: you go. Okay, there we go. Did you look it up?
0: Uh, no. Uh, it just took me 80, 80 tries to get there, but I got there. And I, and I only watched the movie about five hours ago, so that tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but so uh, I thought the CG was actually pretty good. Um, there's a couple of action pieces that I enjoyed. Uh, the first time that they get there into the future that whole um, movie oh yeah i really and they're the the stair sequence was yes. awesome i like that um you know jk simmons is in there he's always a fun time he's kind he's of he's dude he's
1: doing his best to be sam elliott
0: and he did you see how ripped he is in this movie he's scary oh my god
1: he's he, terrifying
0: he could rip both of our heads off in this movie really, really. with those guns. Um, but he, him and uh, Chris Pratt actually have a couple of good scenes going back and forth. Um, I liked it, but here, here's my thing too. Uh, speaking of the cast, you have uh Betty Gilpin in this movie, Mike, are you aware of Betty Gilpin? She's from glow from Netflix. She was in the hunt last year. Um, she plays the wife of Chris Pratt in this movie i know her from i that's about it i she i i don't know why they cast her in this to be just the typical wife part because she's been a badass before and i was waiting mike for somehow she was gonna join up into this this army type whatever this is uh and she never does she just stays at home she's the wife that says no don't do that don't do this blah blah blah
1: you're gonna run from the government
0: like the total cliche wife part and i was so disappointed in this because she she kicked so much ass in the hunt and this was like a movie where she could have done that and she's just on the side the sidelines
1: she, she's another reason why like when i was first watching this i go is this trying to be a comedy because like she before there's parts in this movie where specifically right at the beginning and like right before the like climax before like the fi- like during the setup to like the final section uh there's parts where she's like kind of making jokes and i'm just like what are you yeah, doing bit, yeah like you're like your husband probably has PTSD and you're just cracking like wise ones right now. Like what do you, what is this? Like, you're, yeah. this is, you're, you're better than this.
0: But I mean, she's, she's still good in the movie. Like, I think the women in this are better than the men because, uh, Yvonne Strahovski, I want to say she's like the commander in the future. I know her from, uh, she was in Dexter. She was in a uh, handmaid's tell, i thought she was the best part of this movie like she's given so much science nonsense and she tells it in you know a kind of good way i mean does it make sense no but it's just a lot of futuristic time travel mumbo jumbo Uh, but she actually has a couple of scenes that she actually you know acts and she just like blows Chris Pratt off of the screen. She is like <laughs> so much better than Chris Pratt. He can't even keep up with her. It was hilarious. Uh, you know, it's just, I'm not going to, we'll save it for spoilers, we'll save but it for spoilers. um, she, she was really, really good. But I mean, other than that, like, I don't, I don't have much to take away from this movie.
1: What I'll take away from this movie is that if this was a better movie, I think that there's sequ- they're, like i think that there was enough to set up a sequel and i think those plans are canceled yeah uh but i will say that i'm going to forget about this movie i don't think i don't think it's a dog trash movie i think it's that it's,
0: it's not it's not truly awful but it's just razzies, not good
1: because when you say razzie's like Maybe Pratt, but I don't even think Pratt's that bad.
0: Oh, I yeah. I, I'm not saying the movie itself. I'm saying Chris Pratt trying to be a super serious military dad is just unbelievably, unintentionally funny in this movie.
1: Yeah. Um. The one thing I will also take away is that uh, I don't think that we... I, I really don't think that we can do time travel that much anymore because we've just macguffin it so much that when you're finding when you have to find ways to do it like this it's you you even say yourself that you think it's convoluted i think it's a bit like out there um if we're doing that and we're some 20 something year olds like no one's gonna be able to really get this and i don't think most people do so i don't know if that's a problem with like time travel in general right now that's just become too overused or if it was just this movie I mean, I
0: think it's just a script problem because it's not like I struggle with time travel in every time travel movie. Like there's ways to explain it that makes sense. Um, but when was
1: the last movie that you had time travel in it that like made sense?
0: I mean, I, I think you know, movies like Looper, Edge of Tomorrow, um, they, they do it in a way where it's digestible. But when you throw like just the rules in this movie it doesn't make sense The 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 way that people from the future come back to the past uh, or the past or or the present going to the future and things that are said it's like that you would know this like there you would know that this wouldn't work if you're from the future like what's the point um you know it's just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me
1: and there's other parts where it's like the lore doesn't make that much sense either because the guns look kind of different for 30 years in the future, but we're still using like the same type of jets in yeah. 30 years in the future. We're still using the same sort of tactics military wise. Uh it, It's little, we're still using Hummers, but they kind of have like this nice matte black paint job and like, that's the future. I'm like, okay, cool. And the guns
0: have unlimited ammo. Apparently no one ever puts in, more ammo. Nope. It's just endless. So I guess that's an innovation I mean, in the right, future. Wow, I
1: don't remember. I don't remember ever reloading. You're right.
0: But it just sucks because, I mean, th- this was directed by Chris McKay, who I don't know if you're familiar with that name, Mike. He was the director of the Lego Batman movie. So I don't know what from the Lego Batman movie made Paramount choose this guy. um And listen, I really like that lego batman like it's a very very fun time i don't know if he was just in over his head or it was just like there was just so much going on this was a 200 million dollar production there's things out of your control um but he just I, i mean it's shot fine the cg's good everything you can see it's just it's mainly script problems it's mainly story problems it's mainly a chris pratt problem um but yeah, this is like one of my least favorite movies of the year. It's not terrible. it's just super long too um i i this is such I guess just with the pandemic and everything and being home all the time you watch movies for a year at home you don't go you're not able to go to the theater my i I guess like I seek out shorter movies and i I just cannot believe that this movie was like two and a half hours.
1: It was too long. It was very long. It was too long. I don't, if I had a letterbox of like 10 movies from 2021, this would probably be like in the middle. It's, it's just very average to me. It's just going to be forgotten. That would be
0: under the assumption that you watched 10 movies this year, which I know you haven't.
1: I'm going to try. (laughs) It's going, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm, I'm to like three.
0: (laughs) What. You only have five more months, Mike. So I guess I, but now I can drag you to the movies. So it's fine. You're going to yeah, get to your it. ten.
1: Oh, pretzel bites. Oh, maybe.
0: Yeah. Hopefully the damn projectors work uh, this time.
1: We, there's, there, we've been trying to dance around spoilers. And I yeah. Really let, let's,
0: more. let's, let's jump into spoilers. So, um, non-spoilers over spoilers from here on out until we play the, uh, 60 minute speed round at the end of the, uh, the show. <laughs> Mike. Let me
1: okay. Let, 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 so we're in spoilers now. So yeah. how do you want to do? This? Do you want to go like talk about the movie in order, or do you, you tell do me, it, or, or do you want to ask me about things that you didn't understand about the plot and see hmm. if I know? Uh
0: Honestly, I can't even do that because it was just such so much nonsense. I didn't retain any of the information. Okay. Um. What I will say is, this movie ends, but it doesn't end, right? Like. So Yvonne Strahovski's character, it turns out that it's his daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And it turns out that... Which
1: is such a bad idea.
0: Which, it is what it is. I wish she was just like a commander, you know. They always have to like rope it into family or something like that when it comes to these movies. Um, But, you know, she comes up with this antidote. I mean, a toxin, I think it is to kill all of these monsters she basically sacrifices herself and he goes back in time uh and that should have been the end of the movie it, it re- and it felt like it like yeah. she makes this big sacrifice chris pratt goes back into the present and uh which is funny because he lands straight on the ground and the vial doesn't break, doesn't break. <laughs> I mean, an indestructible vial, again, maybe another innovation in the future.
1: Do you want to talk also about how stupid Chris Bratt was in that, like, whole section? I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. I'm going to come back for you. I'm going to save you. Don't worry. It's like, and I'm just thinking, she doesn't matter. Because if you go back in time and you save, she's not going to be
0: in that situation.
1: Like, but you just go, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna save you." But you're gonna save the Earth after like thirty years of war? No, just save the Earth in like 2022, 2023, whatever it is, and everything will be fine. She will cease to exist, but it's not like she's dying. It's like your daughter will live the life she couldn't. Right. it, it just fury it, it, like infuriated me because the worst, <laughs> the worst part is when she does her sacrifice and he <laughs> jumps after her i'm just screaming you fucking idiot why and then i'm glad uh, like the timer ran out just then because yeah. he must know, have planned it out i guess i don't know He must have planned it out but i was just like that's so stupid. And how come no... She's not just openly saying that to him. Like, don't worry about me. Worry about me from before. But no one's saying this. I just was losing my mind.
0: Which doesn't make sense. It doesn't it's just, make it's, sense. And, um, what else? So you could have ended it there. But then they go into this weird uh story about... There, th- th- like there was ice in Russia and then climate change, Mike, that's a big, that's oh, a big, Oh yeah.
1: That made me like holler that they brought climate change. in. That all it's...
0: the ice melts. And that's what got these monsters, these aliens to the surface in the future.
1: Well, the, the, the best part of that whole scene was the, fr- <laughs> at the beginning where Chris Pratt gets drafted. He's a, he's a teacher. He's like a science teacher and he's talking to the kids and here's like, once again, this movie didn't know what it wants to be. There's a kid just in the class who randomly is talking about volcanoes, hmm. and, and and that
0: definitely wasn't going to come back around.
1: I, I totally wrote it <laughs> off, and like it seemed like every part of the movie, like in that last section, it was yeah, but we need X. And then Chris Pratt looks at the camera going, I know someone who knows X. And he just goes, like, <laughs> he just keeps doing it. We and then, stuff. did
0: you like when uh, uh, the kid is explaining it to him? And he's he like, so I need a, I need a laptop. He gets some random laptop and then pulls up this intricate 3D display of, of what happened. It's like, this movie is... And I, that's well, what I'm saying. Off,
1: that nerd like, shot his shot. I'm like... Good he did. For you. Good for I, you. I
0: appreciated it.
1: Get the get the volcano kids some love. And I'm like, all right, if you're going to be a nerd, if you're going to be a one shot joke in a movie and then you're like, your time has come good for you.
0: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, here, here's the thing. I can, I can understand what you said when you say, Oh, this movie didn't uh, know what it wanted to be because that, that last portion of the movie, after he comes back to the present, and he has to do this whole thing in Russia and with the kid in his class, it is so cheesy and so ridiculous. It doesn't match up with the super serious nature of the previous hour and a half of this movie. I w- yeah. like I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, the the ending was what it was when he gets the vow from his daughter, humanity to saved, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they did some kind of test screening, and it just didn't go well. So they went and reshot another 30, at least 30 minutes least of movie minutes. In, in this fourth act that is so ridiculously stupid and unironic. It's it like it might actually be ironic because then Chris Pratt is like punching the alien at the end too, <laughs> and riding it like a horse. I, I was like, I was "What is going on. Cause
1: I'm just going like this dude is lit. First off the, that whole bit. I will say this, the AI, uh, the, the AI, the, um, the, the, the brains, like the care, I want to say character, I guess like the way the queen is developed as an animal, like how smart it is, that was kind of cool to watch because you could see it's smart enough to like know like science shit where it's like, okay, they've got a vial. I got to go after that vial or, oh, like this, my arm is deteriorating, going to rip my arm off. It's like a smart animal. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. That's like terrifying. How do you beat it? Chris Chris Pratt just punches it off, off. A clip yelling, die, die, die. And after he does it, J.K. Simmons, who is just in this movie, goes, did you just tell it to die? Yeah.
0: Should have done that sooner. Just it, It's like, it just, it's so, so ridiculous. I don't, and like the whole daddy issue thing, like there's so many daddy issues in this movie. Like he has daddy issues with J.K. Simmons um you know his daughter has daddy issues with him because it turns out he was a shitty father he leaves the family so it's like because i was asking myself at one point when i thought the movie was ending what was the point of jk simmons in this movie like there's one scene and that's it and then it turns out like he goes on this adventure to russia yeah this adventure to russia to kill all these aliens and and essentially give them abortions except for the mother like they just stick the thing into the sack and then they're 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 dead and but then the mother escapes and then they have this whole thing and then chris pratt rides it like a like a horse um well, no it
1: was a it was a ski the whatever it's called
0: yeah but then he jumps on him and then she, she's like he's like hanging off and everything oh, that's it, like it's just, for a second though it's so ridiculous um it, I, I don't I, I know i actually
1: have a theory that I've been thinking about where you, I kind of also thought that the fourth act was just a test screen thing. And I kind of think that this movie was written without JK Simmons in it. Like one, two, three structure. Like he gets home and he ends. Could they have added, they added JK Simmons in and they just added the one scene at the beginning and they, and then like the whole thing after. And that's the whole point. Like, and because I even said in the scroll, I, I had it written down after he's talking to JK Simmons. I have it put down. Uh I bet you he's I bet Pratt turns into his dad with the daughter. Like how he leaves him. I had it written down right after. You called it Mike. It's so ham fisted in there. And then there's another part where the the guy from Veep, his name is Charlie. <laughs> and jk simmons is a vietnam war veteran so there's the whole part of the movie where he's like charlie i need your help charlie i'm like is that a whole thing because he's a vietnam veteran i don't know charlie, maybe it's just it just seems so added on it's, yeah it's too weird
0: did you watch uh, army of the dead on netflix yes. the zack snyder movie yeah. um so when they first uh, get deployed into the future I feel like that was the entire second and third act of Army of the Dead uh, in like 20, 25 minutes because they go, they have to get this thing. Um, and that doesn't come
1: up ever again.
0: And yeah. And well, actually, it was used in the toxin tests oh, that Yvonne even knows. So, yeah. So th- there was a literally the money in army of the dead made no difference this one kind of did but it's like you have to get in there extract this thing and but you have to hurry because it's about to be bombed it was like the exact same thing in army of the dead except way shorter um i just found that funny like these movies came out kind of similar in time and then like they take so much
1: one one didn't have a a stupid uh wwe (laughs) match named after it though uh, yeah,
0: oh, I, I I'm know. gonna
1: I'm gonna say this. 55 minutes into this movie, we have a heroic sacrifice and people running from an explosion. Mm-hmm. That feels like something that happens at the end of the movie, but it's kind of poetic because the whole point, the whole part of the first drop up until like the end of that first mission, that's the best part of the movie. And like that's what sold me on the movie when you first told me about it. It was, oh, they gotta send like people. And civilians, like and like whoever can go into the future.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think um Veep Man, he even says it like, Why is that you got a chef hat on? Like what what what's going on? Like what who are we sending in the future? You have a woman who's wearing a suit, and then you have fat gamer boy, like all with these guns, and like that's it's like those old Call of Duty commercials. Like, I
0: wish these characters were actually what you're calling them right now. <laughs> would have been much more entertaining.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You have uh, the Maya Rudolph looking lady with the giant hair. Uh, uh-huh. But like, that's the best part because it's it's just like, you want to see, you put these people into a situation and see what happens. Yeah. But of course they all die, which is realistic except for, uh, except for Vietman who goes, I hid. And I'm like, you should, that's how you live.
0: He was the smartest one in this whole movie.
1: Literally the smartest person, in this whole movie. And that's why he makes it. Yeah. Um, but, like, the fact that they don't do more, it's kind of like my problem with zombie movies. I don't care about five years later living with the zombies. I mm-hmm. care about the initial society is collapsing, like, we need to do, like, in panic. And yeah. th- that kind of reminded me of this because you have, like, a group of 100 people, civ- mostly civilians, put down with a bulletproof vest and an assault rifle into lower Miami go beat the aliens and like that's great to me and i wanted more of that i wanted uh, like another deployment of humans to come in and chris pratt has like watched them just get like somehow try and stick together and survive but they didn't yeah. do that and just turned into bad edge of tomorrow
0: yeah I, I don't have much to say about this i mean it just it was kind of like i don't know
1: there any anything that
0: could have went wrong in this movie did go wrong like it's just a big budget nonsense story that i mean you can watch it for you know the big spectacle and everything like that but other than that aspect there's not much this movie offers
1: there was something else though there there are a couple of things i'll bring up because i have these notes might as well say it they keep saying that in the movie oh we'll only take people who are going to die like you like to take them into the future. So the whole draft process is they look through your records, they see if they find a death certificate. And that doesn't make sense fully because the way I see it is that if they're gonna die in natural cause, like Chris Pratt in the movie, uh he turns into his father later on, like in his life.
0: Then he's supposed to die in a car accident.
1: Car accident, yeah. And like his daughter sees him die in the hospital, it's whole traumatic thing. My daddy's dead. Um, but the way it's written is that it doesn't really matter if they die a normal death. No, because like, because if they die in the future, then, or if they're in the future, their timelines are already screwed up. Like it doesn't matter if they're dead, like, or they're alive because like, you're already altering the timelines of these people. So even if they come back, they might have PTSD and blow their brains out 20 years early.
0: Yeah. Makes it's, no it's, sense, it, Mike. It
1: makes no sense. Yep. A- and I think another thing that bothered me was uh uh the whole part with the aliens attacking the oil rig, they said mm-hmm. that it's the Sabbath. So do you remember what the Sabbath was?
0: Yeah, it was basically the, the seventh day the aliens go back and rest, essentially. Right? So, like that's that was the explanation.
1: Yes. So people get launched. So people get brought in on the Sabbath. So old right. people come home and new people come in on the Sabbath. Right. So there's two things. They immediately ignore that rule because on the first day they get there, there's immediately aliens everywhere, like in Miami. And when he leaves, there's aliens attacking the oil rig. So when is the Sabbath? That doesn't make any sense. They, they say like, oh, they don't come out on the seventh day. There was no day in there where there were no aliens. Mm-hmm. Was that the was that the day where they were doing the testing, like on the yeah. on the queen? But if that's so, I thought that like people were supposed to come in and leave during that. Does that like I'm that made no sense to me?
0: I have no answers for you, Mike. Listen, it, I would say like this is a good movie to turn your brain off and just watch it. But I feel like that's more enjoyable if the movie doesn't take itself so seriously. And this one like tries its hardest to make sense. And it it just comes off stupid and and nonsensical.
1: It does that. And then you have Veep Man constantly making jokes. And every time it's in the present day, Chris Pratt is making jokes and his wife is making jokes. But like, then they get into the future. Anytime they're in the future, there's no jokes. If it's in 2022 or whatever it is, like 20, whatever uh, present day, there is a chance that a joke will end like a dramedy where it's like, it's
0: weird. Well, I mean, there's just no comedy in the future, Mike. That's what it is. Everybody's dead. What's there to laugh about? I,
1: I don't know. PC culture.
0: That could have that, what... that could have happened last year, Mike. Do you not realize that? We could have all died. There I would mean... be no comedy. <laughs> who would hey. give, who would make me laugh, Mike? I mean, you're the only person unintentionally, <laughs> which is which that you have in common with the movie unintentionally gonna... funny.
1: Look. As the people are all dying around us, you're just gonna look over at me, and I'm just gonna slam my head into a doorway and make you laugh.
0: That was good. Uh, you've done everything, Mike. You could. You, you're just. You're just a jokester.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> but that, that's all I gotta say about this movie, Mike. It's just. I,
1: it's, a, it's a six out of ten, five or six out of ten.
0: Yeah it's it's a it's a four for me. I, I just but boring long it has its moments it's not all terrible it's not like the worst movie i've ever seen it's just like big budget blockbuster nonsense that we've been seeing for like the past 10 years it's Independence day
1: two it's uh it's those kind of schlocks yeah it's every transformers movie except for the first one
0: uh just not one that i'm ever gonna revisit so there's just it is what it is i just don't want to i mean it would be nice if Chris Pratt just went away for a while because uh, I'm
1: Guardians movie. Yeah.
0: Next year, two years from now. I, think it's I don't two know. Years. I don't know. He can come back for that, but everything else you can skip. Uh I, It's kind of like how people were uh, tired of Jennifer Lawrence after a while. I feel that way about uh Chris Pratt. It's like, go away. I love Jennifer Lawrence. She can actually act, but uh Chris Pratt just, just go away please
1: oh wait and and you know what there is just one more joke i had where um oh please do you remember the dude who who had cancer that's a whole plot we didn't touch uh yeah um the guy who's like oh i've been i've done three tour i've done three weeks three tours he
0: was pretty Uh, badass in this he was good he was
1: pretty badass except all i could think of is he just remind he reminds me of those people who used to play halo and every time they drop into a mission, they just kill their AI teammates because the dude just is like, you can't save everybody. And I'm like, bro, you're, you drop in with a squad of a thousand people. And if you want to just try and help them, there's a difference here, bro. But Not then at everybody... the end of
0: the movie, he was like, oh, well, I can't, I can't say no or whatever. Like D wants to say, save, save uh, his daughter or whatever. What or kind like, kind of, some...
1: what kind of person I'd be a dickhead if I didn't help you save your daughter. Yeah. And so what made is no this sense. Tu- what does his face turn?
0: Yeah, I it went from
1: tweener to face.
0: Whatever. Anyway, yeah. Tomorrow War. It's on the Amazon. Watch it if you want. Uh, if you, you want to just
1: watch it, watch it if you, you want to make fun of stuff. It makes yeah, no and, sense. Yeah,
0: and and waste two and a half hours of your life. All right, Mike. Pick perfect minute. You ready for this? Sixty seconds. Movie related questions. It's a speed round. First thing off of your top, off the top of your head. Uh, this is a new you, game I invented. Can you at least show some enthusiasm for God's
1: sake? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, who any starts, questions? Are you? Uh, so, what, what do you, do you mean? Say? Who
0: starts? You have t- questions for me in 60 okay, seconds? Okay, you okay, prepared okay, okay, a game? I got
1: you. I got you. I got you. This <laughs> so, is
0: my show now, Mike. Don't you understand that I kicked you out? You're no yeah, you longer did. the co host here.
1: All right. Listen. So what are you excited for in terms of like actually getting back into the theaters? Are there particular movies that you want to see in theaters that you have to see in theaters and not on a streaming service?
0: Are you actually trying to play this game? Yes. This is, this is a one person game. It's me to you.
1: I asked. I, I, all right. Oh my, see
0: folks, this is how, you know, he hasn't been watching the show lately.
1: I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't.
0: You know, good thing. This is like, Cut Cut you know, no, it's, it's staying in, you know, this is Cut like, if that. I bought out your shares in a company, right. And you're just profiting off it. You don't give a, you don't give a shit of it anymore. As long as the checks come in. That's what this is. I'm very hurt. You ready? Mike, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> I, I I can't believe it. Like unbelievable. And I asked you before, do you know the format? Yeah, I, don't know I explained it to you and you're still trying to ask me speed round Please questions. That's not how this show goes. No, I'm not cutting this. <laughs> it's the best part of the show so far.
1: That's not true. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. You about, ready? Talking about Veep Man was the best.
0: Friggin' animal. You ready? Yeah. All right. 60 seconds. Do you hear this? Is that you or me? Mr. Softy. Nine That's o'clock cool. at night, Mr. Softy's coming cool. around. I can't, I'm never going to play this game. Like, it's just not going to happen this episode. I'm this is unbelievable.
1: I'm, the, I'm in the hot seat now.
0: Oh my God. All right. 60 seconds start now. Have you ever shushed someone in the theater?
1: Yes. Do I you arrive?
0: Did. No, this is a speed round. Quick answers. No. Do you arrive early or late for previews? Early. Movie you've snuck, you've watched the most on cable.
1: Uh, Godfather.
0: Ever snuck into a movie? Yes. Ever walked out on a movie?
1: Yeah, no.
0: Dine in theaters, yay or nay? Yay. Denzel or Sam Jackson? Sam Jackson. Matt Damon or Ben Affleck? Uh, Damon. Star Wars or Marvel? Marvel. If you could see one movie for the first time again, what would it be? Jaws. Comedies or dramas? Comedy. Dolby or IMAX?
1: Uh, Don't care.
0: Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler?
1: Uh, 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 Jim Carrey.
0: Batman or Superman? Batman. Lights on or off when watching movies at home? Off. DiCaprio or Pitt? DiCaprio. And that's it.
1: Does that what, match what, up to you?
0: What an experience. You know, the sad part is I I knew most of those answers for you. Isn't that something?
1: You, which ones did you definitely know?
0: Uh, Ever snuck into a movie... Dine in theaters, yay or nay? Most of them, like I just know you too. Well. I'm spending too much time with you. I think that's what See, it comes down the, to.
1: The the watch for the first time again. I is it I knew the answer
0: it? to that because that's your favorite movie of all time.
1: Well, because I watched it when I was like very young. I would if I could watch the first time as an adult. I feel like that'd be really fun. I don't know but like as a movie I saw as an adult that I really enjoy that I want to see for the first time again, that's a whole different question, I, but I just, why well, didn't, didn't ask that
0: question? Now, did I Mike? You didn't. Did I ask that question? No, just speed round. And the guy starts elaborating on his answers.
1: I didn't know. I said, yes, I have. Oh God.
0: Well, Look, thankfully this episode is over.
1: What do you mean? Thankfully we had a good time.
0: Yeah, I guess you just broke my heart. I, I've got nothing else to say to you, Mike.
1: I Don't do this to me, please. I feel really bad. <laughs> don't do this.
0: You know, it's a, it's a good thing I kicked you out. I Unbelievable.
1: Feel like, I feel like complete shit right now.
0: Well, Mike, on that note, where can the people find you? Not going to uh, find you on here anymore after this I mean, episode. You didn't know anything about it.
1: You can find me hanging from uh, for hanging from the Raptors pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, God. Find me. Michael B underscore 96 on Twitter. Uh, why the
0: underscore? Uh, by the way, that's stupid.
1: Because the, because the guy who owns Mike Batista or Michael Batista won't give it to me. And he okay. doesn't even use it.
0: So why not Mike B 96 or Michael B 96?
1: Because those are taken. I tried. I got to just blackmail that dude. He, he won't give me those Twitter handles. And he just redirects it to a website he doesn't use anymore.
0: Unbelievable. That's all How you got. It unbelievable. That's <laughs> all you got.
1: Uh, I, I only want people to know me on Twitter. I don't want you on my Facebook. Why? It's Facebook. Who uses Facebook in the year of our Lord 2021? Yeah, I don't know.
0: I guess the idiots like me. Although I don't really use it. That's another
1: story. You, you use it for business purposes. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I conduct a lot of business on Facebook. That's how I pimp you out. hmm <laughs> Well, no comment on that one, Mike. If you ever listened to the uh, earlier episodes, you know that uh, Mike went to, uh, to jail at a period of time.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, Bill Clinton and all that stuff, yeah.
0: Yep, oh yeah, big story. Check out those earlier episodes. Anyway, you can find great. the show on all the major streaming podcast platforms. On YouTube, find us that picture perfect. Subscribe, like the video. That would be nice. Um, Pick perfect cast on Twitter. All the announcements for guests next week is uh, Black Widow. Uh, I'm locking in the guests for that. That should be a fun episode. Um, it, was that a Corona or something? Don't what ask was that?
1: questions. No one answers to. All right.
0: You're just so inspired by F9 last week. You just had a drink of Corona right now.
1: It's not Corona. It was Jack What is it? Daniels. It was Jack Daniels.
0: You're drinking it out of the bottle, you animal. That's hey, why they call you the animal, I exactly. guess. huh? All right. Let's wrap this up. I, I've had enough of you. Goodbye, Mike. See you next week, guys.